the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, every time Laird opens a new store, you can find a Justin store right next door. It's Justin Hausman. I used to cover Laird a lot when I worked with Surfer, because it's just low-hanging fruit's pretty fun. Um, but I, I felt guilty toward the uh, end of my Surfer tenure, because, like, there's no reason to make fun of Laird. Like... He, he no. the dude's fucking awesome. Like he's really nice. Like he, he really does, is he, awesome. He's an incredible surfer. Uh, he's actually like really generous with his time and uh, just a really gener- generally nice person. So, like it's like why are we making fun of him because he's buff? It's just a weird thing. Anyway, Laird. Why are we why are we talking about Laird? What about what did he do? Yeah, we're, we're get there yet. We're not there yet. So today on the show, we're of course going to rip through some headlines that come out of the outdoor industry and community from the past week, including some news about Justin's favorite surfer, Laird Hamilton. But before we get to that. Man, we made it to Friday. We're recording this on Friday, November 3rd. The weekend has arrived. That means it's time for America's favorite podcast segment. What is Justin doing this weekend? So, Justin, what are you doing this weekend? Sitting. I hope. Sitting? God God willing. God willing. Sitting. Do you think Halloween takes it out of you before the weekend arrives? That's kind of it like... Does, it does when it's like in the middle of the week. Right? I mean, this is still kind of new to me. I mean, my oldest kid's four. So, like, I'm still just kind of getting all this under my... But like, holy smokes, man! You know, it's like we there's a, like a Halloween thing the next town over on the Friday before Halloween. So it's gotta go do that. Was, was was essentially a week. Yeah, and, and no days off. <laughs> there, yeah, there was like a Saturday night thing for some reason, like at another neighborhood party, and then like Sunday we carve pumpkins, and then it's like Monday. I don't know. So that's why this week, hopefully this weekend, I'm not doing anything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get in the water. That'd be nice to get a, to get a surf. Get a little, the surf, a little something relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Time changes too. Time changes. I did. It's funny you mentioned the uh, Halloween being t- tiring. Like I said to my oldest daughter, I'm like, you know. Thanksgiving is a little sneaky, underrated as maybe the best holiday. Oh, it's because easily my favorite. No well, question, right, because my favorite. Halloween's great. It's it's chaos for a month to the final week and there's a lot going on and no days off from school. It's it's just like no, just work this into your schedule. Yeah. Christmas. You get time off, but it's still gifts and planning and all sorts of stuff and mailing stuff. And then Christmas morning itself, you're sitting there and it's still chaotic. And then you got to clean it up and it's the whole thing. But Thanksgiving's just like, hey, man, you got a week off. So <laughs> Wake good. up. Eat football a bunch of food, on football. every day. Oh, that's great. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Weather's always usually good. Usually here, good. At yeah. least. Yeah. Well, excellent segue back to, you know, what is Justin doing this weekend has been brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. With four varieties of beans, Long Weekend is the perfect coffee for your next adventure, not just on the weekend, but any day of the week. At the longweekend.coffee, enter the promo code ROCK10 and get 10% off of your first order. Long Weekend Coffee, more weekend, please. Well, first story we're going to talk about today is the federal closure of Moab Trails. On September 28th, the Bureau of Land Management Moab Field Office announced a new travel management plan for public off-highway vehicle use, including passenger vehicles. The move would close about 317 miles of Utah trails to motorized vehicles. The decision led to widespread widespread outrage from the off-roading community. In terms of its density, it's the single largest closure on the Onyx off-road app. Not familiar with that, but I'm assuming that's a big deal. Since it was it's released in 2019, roads in Heijo Canyon, 10 Mile Wash, Dead Cow, and the Hell Roaring Canyon are now closed to anything with a motor, including e-bikes. So this will affect hikers and mountain bikers who are going to have a harder time reaching trailheads. 
Joe Risi of Onyx was quoted as saying, Moab has become an iconic off-roading mecca. These trails are loved by this community, and this is where it hits home, but it also creates access problems for everyone. Most people don't understand that. You know, I'm a little torn on this one. I, I, that's, this is one of those, the headline makes me be like, all right, great. But then also I've been to Moab. I was actually in Moab on uh, Jeep weekend once. And it's like, this is a really big community there. I don't know. What's your take on this? I like my, my personal thing is I, I have a four wheel drive truck with big AT tires and off-road shocks and recovery equipment and stuff like that. It's all that you can't see. I'm not one of these people who like bolt every possible piece of off-road equipment to the outside of their car, but <laughs> that's another topic. Um, because I like to get to places like I, I don't care about the, like, I don't particularly enjoy, I mean, I guess off-roading is kind of fun, I guess, but like, that's not why I have that. I have that so I can get to somewhere that's cool. Right. Like, right. So to me, most of the stuff in Moab is like people that are like driving off-road for the purpose of driving off-road. Like there's all kinds of like rock climbing and, and, with a car, rock crawling, you know, right, you stuff right. that you do out there. Now, the reason I say all that is because, I mean, one of the one of the issues that the off-road community faces is that there are plenty of people who are like me, who are like dedicated, like leave no trace, backcountry people who use a vehicle to get to places that are otherwise really hard to get to because they're so fucking far away. Right. Okay. But, you know, very conscientious and very aware of their impact, blah, blah, blah. And there are, but that's the minority, as far as I can tell, when I'm out and seeing stuff. There are plenty more people who cruise out there with their tra- with the Polaris side-by-side on a trailer. And yeah. as soon as they hit the dirt, just rip shit up, you know? And that seems to be most people, as far as I can tell. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I mean, one of the things that, like, if you, you know, one of the, one of the things I really liked when I went out to test drive the brand new Ford Broncos a couple years back, courtesy of Ford's um, off-rodeo, uh, that is what they call it, um, like kind of off-road training and like what, basically they have a program for anyone who buys the Bronco, you can go out and kind of learn what it's about, you know, and the first thing they tell you is don't be an idiot. Do not, these areas will get closed. So like you got to leave no trace. You don't go driving off established like like paths. Don't go driving through virgin desert. Like they even talked about. Um, uh, God, I'm forgetting what it's. Um, oh God, the crust, the desert crust. What is that called? Crypto cryptobiotic soil. Anyway, they talked about that and how like uh, it might just look like dirt, but it's it's like it's not. And all these things. And their whole reasoning was that if you if if the federal land management agencies see that like off-roaders are tearing places up they're going to close it so i have to assume that's what's happened here i have to assume that i mean it's definitely so i just found in the article blm announced the trail closures it says that uh wilderness advocates celebrated it they it says that they say it will protect cultural sites river habitats and the experience of non-motorized recreationists that's the other Uh, part too so so visitors will finally be able to experience stunning labyrinth cabin canyon without the noise dust and damage that accompanies motorized recreation for too long the blm has prioritized off-road vehicle use at the expense of utah's incredible natural and cultural resources yeah you know yeah you know what i support it you know i do like i I, there's 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 really no justification for driving off-road i mean as much as i like doing it i don't know there's not a lot of justification i mean if they're if, if people are sticking to established trails that are already have ruined whatever is there and that's all they do that's different but I, that's not really what happens. You know, people like to see what their rigs can do. They like to drive to new places. They get wild. I, 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 and the desert is a very slow recovering place. That is true. Very slow recovering place. So I don't, you know, like there's no, I don't think we have like a fundamental right to be able to drive a vehicle wherever we want. These places are accessible by foot and by horse and 
by regular bike, you know, like at a certain point, we don't get to have everything that we want, you know? I agree with that. I'm not a motorized sport person. Um, I've had friends who ride dirt bikes and do these things, and I've definitely gone biking and cycling, uh, hiking and running and cycling in places where people were out on dirt bikes. And overall, my experience has been positive even with those people. Usually they, they, well, they understand they're on a multi-use trail. They pull aside to do those things. They're, they're being as respectful as possible. I guess, yeah, and a, there's definitely my, my gut is the same as yours of like, yeah, I'd rather protect it. I, I, I was kind of hoping there'd be like, this area has been, you know, needs to recover. So we're closing it down. And that's why the fact that right. it's a little more, I, this is where I get a little, this is where I start to side a little bit more with the motorized vehicle folks, because it's, I also know that wilderness advocates, again, they still don't allow for yeah, mountain can, biking in can, these places. And it's, it's just kind of like, it's, a, it's yeah. like, ah, you know, where they'll, they would rather almost have nobody go and, and experience these places. Oh, they probably would. They probably would prefer that. Right. And I, I, and I get that too. I, 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 my experience has not been the same as yours okay. with, 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 with OHV areas. I mean, generally speaking, if I'm driving, trying to find a place for dispersed camping, if I see a truck with a trailer on it that clearly either has or had side-by-sides, I'm leaving and I'm not going anywhere near that zone because they're going to yeah. be loud. I mean, these things are fucking loud. They, uh, the people that are driving them like to get loud. I mean, again, yeah, I'm being generalist here and I'm sorry if I'm offending someone that's listening. But um, that's well, there were, they left plenty of places experience. where you can still go. Like you know, when we were in the San yeah. Rafael Swell this past spring, there were plenty. There's like it's a lot of double tracks. There's a lot of people out there in the Polaris. You know, they're, they're really. It almost seems like those those roads are more built for this kind of activity, even than you wouldn't. It's not the place where you're like, oh, let's go hike down that road because it looks like a road. You know, so I, well, I get the, it. Something like a Polaris, for example, it's yeah. not like it's it's not like it's designed to get you from one place to another quietly and, and, and slowly <laughs> like, yeah, they are meant to rip, you know? And like sure. the, the, the only times I've been like scared, like, Oh, I'm going to get in an accident or something bad's going to happen to me is because of someone driving a side by side. Yeah. A lot of the fire, the forest service roads I like to drive in the Sierra, um, you know, there, there aren't a lot of that there. It's not nothing like in Utah. Um, but you know, the only, I never see a dude in a, in a Tacoma, like, like fish tailing around a corner yeah. at like 50 miles an hour almost running me off the road. That happens with Polaris is kind of a lot. Right. That makes sense. So that, and that's the, again, that's the thing is it's like, as soon as I see trucks with those trailers, okay, I'll go somewhere else. Cause I don't, I don't want to be around that. I think this is the same problem as a lot of other things though, where they don't give you enough information. Right. Because yeah. like I said, I've been in Moab, uh, I was there on a mountain biking trip on the same, on Jeep weekend and it's overrun. Like, I mean, it's, it is clearly an important economical event, right. For Moab. Yeah, that's, right? Well, that's obviously very true. Right. Yeah. So it's, if you're going to do this, it just, it, it's like, well, we close these trails and then Sua is like, woo, yeah, we close it down. It's like, well, hold on. Like, what is your plan? If it's like, hey, well, we yeah. recognize the importance of the off-road community. We're reserving these trails to that legacy and you still should come to Moab and blah, 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 blah. But we really want to protect this area for these activities specifically because just, it kind of leaves all this open to these conversations. Cause I agree. Like, again, if you said, make a decision, I would side with the, with the human powered side, right? Just like, okay, well, screw it. I don't. And part of that is because I don't do that other thing. So I don't know. It's just, it was like just another, another situation where I wish they would given us more information. Well, there's, I, I, I haven't heard of those places and I have heard of lots of other yeah. places that you can drive mm -hmm. around Moab. So that might be an indication that these aren't like the classic off-roading places that people go to. Sure. So that could be the case. Um, you know, it's worth mentioning that like Moab has a lot of like off-road rental places and like stuff like this would obviously hurt their business. But at the same time, like, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's like, maybe that's okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like same thing that like when they close, this is, you know, it's like when you close like fisheries, you know, it's like fishermen get mad and like people lose their livelihood. It's like, well, all right, but. I know we shouldn't burn coal anymore. <laughs> right. You know, so I don't know. I don't, I, to me, it's like, the, I'm a hypocrite. I have a truck, you know, but like everybody's a hypocrite. Deal with it, you know. Like, like I've had shit taken away from me that I wanted to do. I can't ride a fucking mountain bike anywhere I want in Marin County. Yeah, I that's can't ride a that's bike way more ridiculous than anything we're talking about. You now. know, so it's like it's. I'm not like out here getting to do whatever I want and saying you shouldn't get to do what you want. I can't do most of the things I want to do around here. I'm gonna so go visit like, the birthplace yeah. of mountain biking. We'll make sure you bring yeah, a road bike. Just, exactly. You know. <laughs> so it's like, well, we all deal with what we deal with. You know. Yeah, I just come on, man. BLM hire a better PR agency then to kind of explain yeah. it a little bit better to the world, I guess. But. Or also, I should do my homework because I mean, it's entirely possible that I'd like really get into this and be like, "Oh, these these assholes!" You know, I, I have no idea. I don't, nah, again, I, I think we I probably know, covered I it. I don't think there's probably that much yeah. more. Again, if you're if you're a, if you're a member of SUA, if you're if you're a member of the BLM, and you want to come on and talk to us about it, we'd love to have you. So send something to myrockfight at gmail.com. Next story we're talking about, we talked about in the open. Laird Apparel, which is the new high-performance activewear and lifestyle brand inspired by legendary fitness power couple Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese opened their first location in Southern California's Manhattan Beach. In an interview with Shop Surf Eat, Laird CEO Jennifer Arache said, we have been so fortunate to build a brand that has drawn inspiring athletes and adventurers from around the world, from professional volleyball players to surfers to martial artists to lifeguards to rugby players. We will now have a clubhouse of sorts for them to congregate and share their projects and passions for fitness and adventure. Which, to your point in the beginning, I don't want to shit on Laird. Laird's pretty awesome. But I... I looked at the line. If you go to their website, I do not see any difference between Laird or Roan or Vuari or Lululemon or <laughs> chunks of Under Armour's line. Like, do we really need another athletic lifestyle brand? And if so, do we need it from Laird and Gabby? I don't know. Did, I, you know, he uh, Laird for a while was, um, yeah, I thought for sure this would be much more like Ocean or, well, not, this is, this is like, I just, this is, this, all the models look like they're um, either at lunch or about to go to lunch at like a really expensive seafood place in Orange County. <laughs> well, they are opening at Manhattan Beach. I uh, yeah, I thought this would be way more like like uh, outdoor oriented. I, I suppose there is. Let me look at some of the performers. I, I just um, I'm sure that this is they were pitched on this. <laughs> like we're going to start a lifestyle brand for you, and we just want to take pictures of you and, call, and name yeah. it after you. And like I get well, it. Lair's not you even know? Lair's not even on the homepage, by the way. Yeah, you got to go to no, the about us page. Yeah, Inspired I don't know. Inspired by, not even, I wonder if it's even owned by. I bet they just licensed his name. Whatever. I, mean, I was just hoping there'd be something brand. interesting. Like, I mean, I but expected like, it to be right. some stuff. I thought we'd click on it. I'm like, oh, this is the, the you know, the surf model this or whatever that is a little bit more like yeah. you, the connection back to Laird and Gabby. To your point, they seem like, you know, they've been great ambassadors for the active lifestyle space. Who's, you know, you can't really, how can you shit on Laird after what he's accomplished from his, you know, his Waterman you lifestyle, can't. all that you can't. So it's just you like. Can't. Well, uh, put this next to Roan and uh, well, tough time telling like the difference. La- I feel like Laird would have something to say. Like, I feel like he, like, Me too. Laird is a personality. So, like, I'm surprised there aren't things on here about, like, how this will make you better at things. This is, this is, this actually looks like a pretty sloppy effort. That, to your, being, so, that, to your point, then, honest. maybe it is just a licensing deal. Be interesting to see how this plays out. Our, our next story, again, comes from, we saw it on Gear Junkie. Uh, Gear Junkie published a What You Need to Know article this week for the murder trial of pro cyclist Mo Wilson that, that started this week. I'm not going to recap the grisly details here. Uh, you definitely added this to the outline. I'll let, I'll let you take it, take it from here. Why did you want to put this on our outline today? Well, I, ju- I just... I don't know. This has been this has been kind of a thing for me ever since I heard about it. Like I just don't see why this is an outdoor 
enthusiast story. I mean, it's it's baffled to me. Like I read the I read the very there was a controversial article in Outside a few months back that kind of uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Did you read the article? I read the article. I don't. It seemed like the criticism was because the author was close with the the victim or the or the accused. The accused, accused but yeah. also it made it well. So if you don't know the story, this was a competitive like gravel cyclist. Gravel, I think yeah. she was. Yeah. Who um, was murdered by a what like like ex girlfriend? Ex girlfriend. Yeah. There was, like, was a, it was a jealousy over a boyfriend thing. Yeah. And um, you know, I just I like I just it, but it, it was a huge splash. The outside article I think was was criticized fairly heavily because it almost made it see it was like unnecessarily detailed in, in like the, some of the sexual description and somewhat apologetic i feel like for some of the very apologetic yeah, yeah. and so you know I, that I, I thought the article was was pretty horrific too but it's also like more horrific is that it was a giant f- feature in outside magazine i mean like it just doesn't i i guess if it, this seems like an example of like outdoor media being like starved for stories and this seems like a like a clickbaity one or like a, if it bleeds, it leads kind of a thing. It's a hundred percent that. And, and cause it's none of this, not, just, none of this is related to anything going on in the, in the events that these people participated in. Absolutely not. I, I mean, it, 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 they happen to also like to ride bikes. 80% of Americans have a bike in their garage. Like, does that, it's not a thing. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's a wild thing to make a, into an outdoor story. If something, if tragedy befell a famous rock climber while they were rock climbing. That's a story. That's an outdoor that's an story. story. This yeah. poor woman was murdered. This person who did it clearly has issues. She's fled the country, all these things. It was, I, I don't like the phrase, what you need to know. This, this implies like oh, that yeah, I'm like, this is the that. OJ yeah. trial that I'm going to be paying attention to for the next six weeks. It's like, no, I, I don't need to know anything. You know, the judge I, I, needs I, to know and the jury needs to know and that's it. I guess, I guess like, if I, mean, I guess, you know, no, see, that's the thing is I, like, I don't know. I, I just, I hate that any trial is sensationalized, you know? That's, like, that's a good point too. I mean, people are murdered every day, you yeah. know, like this isn't unique. This isn't a, uh, I don't, we don't need to, frankly, frankly, we don't need to read about death in the, I mean, if you want to write a story about death in the backcountry for some, for like, generally speaking, great, do that. There's, yeah. pl- there's plenty, but like, I don't understand why anytime somebody falls off a mountain, it's a story or anybody, time someone like drowns in a, it's like so often. Oh, someone was eaten by a bear. Somebody got lost and died. Somebody fell in, in off of the trail in death Valley. And it's like front page news on all these outdoor sites why it's a good it's exactly the reason why uh we started doing this show i think you guys follow the same uh opinions on at, at adventure journal it's the everything in the outdoors is either tragedy you know overcoming the odds or gear and it's like those are like the three main things you see stories on and i think look just pass it say yeah, we weren't going to talk about this one we didn't talk last week what was what we didn't talk about last week oh the uh, the smith rock the guy who brought a bunch of guns right. to smith rock trying to like planning to like kill people there it's it's the same thing i don't care if he was a climber it's like no we don't need to talk about that we talked about the grizzly bear thing up in banff and that was more of a conversation around our personal experiences like how we right. want to and, like are you comfortable with, with bears and things right. that's an immovable force of nature that's going to be there no matter what not like a murderer we're not know? sitting there like did you hear about let me tell you about the person that killed and they made a mistake like just no like like that, that was a tragic thing that happened that can happen when you go outside so we want to talk about this this just feels it's, it's well it's i also dirty. feel like the outside article pissed people off rightfully so because it's like that Mo Wilson isn't around anymore to just to talk about her relationship with this guy. Yeah. So it's like, like the last thing in the, if, if some, God forbid, and I mean, I've already established this is impossible, but God forbid if I was to be murdered or died in some way, 
and someone is like airing my laundry about like how I met my wife or right? our relationship status or, or our sex life or something. That's, that's awful. Yeah. You know, like the, we is. don't need to know any details about this woman. Yeah. None. That's none of our business. She didn't make, she didn't sign off on this. No, so I think the most you do that's here, my problem you let this. it play out. Maybe you mention it when the, when we have a final verdict, be like, Hey, just, you know, in cycling news, the, this is a, this came to an end. Here's what it's just let the facts stand for themselves. I, I really yeah. didn't like the, you know, what you need to know part of this. And that might be a small thing, but it just felt gross that like, you're like, you're so interested. So let me make sure you remind you of all the grisly facts before this thing gets started. The only trial I'm interested in this year is one of Donald Trump's 800 trials. Cause I want to see that guy <laughs> get punished. Other than that, I'm not interested in anybody's trial. All right, let's move along to something a little bit more silly. Uh, the C- Columbia launch this week launched, I think it was this week. Columbia has launched the Skywalker pilot collection. Uh, they not- do this. Columbia does this, you know, you've seen this before. I, yeah, they've done Star Wars before. They have. It's a nine. This is this one is a nine piece assortment of Star Wars themed products that make you look like you're cosplaying. I personally hate shit like this. If you look at it, it looks like you can look like Luke Skywalker <laughs> flying an X wing pilot. They they did do a really. I, I will say as as a old school Star Wars fan, they did a pretty good job with the aesthetics. Okay, fine. Like the the hip pack looks kind of beat up and dirty, and yep. it has like the right buttons on it. Like that's cool. If you're gonna do it, do it to this level. Mm-hmm. But does this make you want to go skiing more or less? The- well, why would you release this now? Like, why wouldn't you release this in freaking, like, well, I guess because you can't ski it's at Halloween. Ski. But this is a good Halloween co- This is wonderful for well, Halloween. It should have been there a September release. a lot of good release. Star Wars costumes that I saw yeah. for Halloween. I don't Can you fathom wearing this? No. And I, and I say that for two reasons. One, I never would. Two, can we talk about Star Wars for a second? Because Star Wars fucking yeah. sucks. All right? I, I question the taste of anyone who buys this and wants to support it because... Before, Star Wars kind of sucked, but we all agreed that it was just fun anyway. Now it legitimately sucks. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess, like, I think it was last year that it made the, like, the Han Solo jacket from Hoth. Okay. That's a little almost, like, I Canada maybe goose. wear that. Yeah, that's, because that, that straddles the line, right? That's almost just, like, a, a doubt, like, a big parka. Well, because who doesn't, who, who doesn't deeply, deeply, deeply want to be Han Solo on Hoth? Yeah, that, I mean, okay. if I like riding a fucking tauntaun around in that sweet jacket, like no one's ever been as handsome, no one's ever been as cool as the <laughs> opening twenty minutes of Empire Strikes Back with Han Solo, but that ever, also, or whatever opening forty minutes. That's Nothing like a fur lined, you know, parka that they probably just put a couple patches on, right? That makes it look like uh, this is the cool rebellion jacket. <laughs> this thing this year is like you want to fly a fucking X wing in an orange jumpsuit, and I, I I liken these things to so. Uh, after we saw the Barbie movie this summer, my kids were like, oh, we need to get those, uh, I'm Knuff shirts, the, the tie-dyed Knuff shirts. You, have you seen that? He's wearing that. Have you seen, have you seen oh, Barbie? Oh, like I'm, I'm enough, can Knuff, I yeah. get it. No, right. I haven't seen it He yet. has it on at the end. It's very funny. And of course, for like um, the last two months, they've been everywhere. And I'm like, don't, don't do that because here's what's going to happen. You think it's really fun. You're going to get it. You're going to wear it to school and three other kids are going to have it on and you're going to feel like a loser. <laughs> so... If you're the guy or gal who buys this collection and then shows up at the ski resort, I don't think there's high fives going around. I think you feel like you're self-conscious about it. What's the likelihood this thing sells out and justifies the expense and impact on the earth it took to make it? I would it? say better than you. Well, nothing will justify that, but I would say better than you would think. You're I mean, probably Star, right. Star Wars, Star Wars collectors are uh, out there. You know? Guys, we got to stop with Star Wars. Like, I get it's part of your childhood. There's things I like. I, I liked the Flash Gordon movie when I was nine years old. You know what? It's a piece of shit. Like, it's, it's, let's move on. Okay. If you saw, if you were at Mammoth, I don't know where you go skiing. 
if you go skiing. So say you're a mammoth, right? And you see <laughs> like an adult man dressed like a uh, an X-wing pilot on the lift. Yeah. Or you're it's opray time. Opray, you're in the lodge or whatever, and and you see an adult man bust out of his pocket some like Star Wars action figure and play with it just to himself quietly on the table. <laughs> Which are you more inclined to like judge harshly? The, I, I, I'll tell you right now, it's the wearing the jumpsuit. Me too. I'd be, if a dude busted it out with like a little fucking X-Wing, it was just like, like on his beer, I'd be like, this guy's probably pretty cool. I'm or, this. or he's got some issues that guy. I don't know about. Well, or he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Either way, you know, 100% that's fine. the jumpsuit. I, I'd also, I'm not a fan of like the throwback days when everyone goes and puts a wig on and wears like, you know, 80s style like ski gear. And then they post pictures about it. I, I, I hate all that kind of stuff. I'm not a fan. You know of that what's kind of deeply stuff. unfair though is like if if like I, I'm sure sh- uh, I'm sure so, I mean I don't know. There's I've never seen like a Star Wars wetsuit. I'm sure someone's fucked around with that. I've seen like Darth Vader stuff like on Christmas or whatever. People will, or May the Fourth. People will like surf a tiny wave in a Darth Vader costume. But like if if that dude but got off the ski lift and just absolutely shredded or whatever you serve, whatever skiers call sure. it. Yeah. Then, then it's cool. And that's, that sucks. It's not fair. Like if, like if, if, if a rando is going to wear like a Luke Skywalker outfit and ski, you're like, come on, bro. But if, if like, so if, you know, some dude gets off and is just absolutely murdering it, you're like, Oh, that's, that guy's rad. You know, what I, a cool guy. You're not wrong. And I think you just helped me get to the bottom of, of why I hate this so much. It's because it's the Columbia part of it. Because if there was just some guy, if we were, if you and I were at Mammoth and some <laughs> totally, dudes up yeah. there dressed like Skywalker, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Good for you, man. But the fact that I can go to like REI and, buy it. and yeah. get my Luke Skywalker kit and then show up with the other like two Luke Skywalkers that are giving them out. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not cool. <laughs> I guess it, it feels a little like, like, do you guys have SantaCon in San Diego? Uh, I don't know if they've said. Although, is it Santa Con in New York? Is that the whole thing with Santa Con? Well, so, well, it's in San Francisco, big time. Oh, is I it? think it's a lot of big cities. When it's now, like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a whole debauch. It, it, it kind of feels like that to a certain degree to me. It's like everybody, you can just run out and buy your. But no, but they probably only make like thirty of those but, suits. Well, it's it, like Columbia's making a shitload of them. I, if that's the case, that's even better. Then, 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 I'd be like, okay, I might buy one to be one of the thirty people who gets one, right? Yeah. But it's ugly, ugly sweaters. Same thing for years. God, how would you decide? You've worked in the apparel industry. How would you decide how many to make if you're Columbia? You're like, all right, we're gonna make this Han Solo jacket. I think. Uh, uh, it's pro- what was the thing that we just talked about where it's like they probably made a... F- oh, it was the the Crocs cowboy boot. Oh, yeah. It probably was very cost-intensive. They also made us not care. Like, we're just going to do this. I, that's a good point. How many did they make? I'm curious. They're also... Those are things that are probably, like, excellent gifts. Not, like, for you to buy your friends, but, like, if you're Columbia, it's, like, it's probably cool to have those around because you can give them to people who will be stoked. That's how big they should wigs, do it. It should honestly be, like, a, they, should, they should create some demand. Maybe maybe there is. I should look into it. Maybe there's only, like, 10 that you can get, and then that'd be kind of cool. Because it is... The, the ugly sweater is the same thing. For you, you would have an ugly sweater contest. You have to go, like, to Goodwill to find your ugly sweater. Now everyone just makes ugly sweaters. It's not fun anymore. It's like uglysweaters.com, I guarantee, is a website. 100%. And it's intentional. So it's like it's not as cool as it used to be. So commercialism just ruined everything. <laughs> I wonder if Columbia gets paid by Lucasfilm. Uh, Lucasfilm. To I, do, I mean, do they, do they buy the license to it or are they getting paid by Lucasfilm to do it? They must have signed a good Could be like a brilliant deal. decision by Columbia. Could be. That's a good point. Of all the brands, though, that's the one that like, kind of makes most sense. If you were going to wear a themed thing. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's going to like make it. Right. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, anyway, good luck with that, Columbia. I mean, we, next time we do this, we'll, uh, we'll both have our Luke Skywalker costumes on. I mean, that's all I got for today. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, we're wrapping up AJ uh, issue 31. I got to, uh, as soon as we're done with this, I got to start writing or, 
yeah, the little resources, the back, the back of the books section. So, all right. So AJ 31, you're doing work on that. When's that, when is that, uh, when's that drop? Like mm, a month? We, I think we print it in like two, in the next two, probably, we probably start printing it in like two weeks right before Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, well, that's the show. Make sure you like, follow and rate the show. Please do that and send your feedback to myrockfight at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with more outdoor ideas at Aim for the Head, the Rock Fights, production of Rock Fight LLC. For Justin Hausman, I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And like always, he's always, he's just, he's right here. He's just right here waiting for us to finish up. Krista Makes, he's going to sing the Rock Fight Fight song right now. We'll see you next time. Rock fight.